Welcome to Will Talks. In this podcast, we focus on all things that pertain to the Christian life and living. I am your host, Will Ferguson, pastor of Temple Baptist Church in Canton. I am glad you can join us. In this broadcast, we are considering the tree of life and its place with the pursuit of immortality. In our last broadcast, we looked at some scriptures that seem to suggest that the tree of life is indeed necessary to perpetuate eternal life in the hereafter. And what we meant is that a person is in the new heaven and the new earth, and because they have access to the tree of life, they will then be able to live forever. When their body breaks down, they can eat from the tree of life, and then they are renewed. Such a scenario opens up the possibility of dying in heaven, simply if someone does not eat from the tree of life at that time. Clearly, we know that there's something not quite right about this. And there are some significant scriptures that we need to look at that provide an important aspect to this question. So let's look at our first scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The topic in 1 Corinthians 15 is about the resurrection. And for our purposes here, what kind of body we will get. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 35 through 37 says, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life until it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. So you see the question here, with what kind of body do they come? But notice here in verse 39, he says, What you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel. If you sow a watermelon seed, what comes up out of the ground does not look like a seed, but a vine and a watermelon. This is, this is the point that Paul is making, that the body that we die with won't be the body that we will be raised with. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 42 through 44 says, So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Notice the contrast here in these verses between what would be sown and what would be raised. Sown is perishable, dishonor, weak, and natural. But in how it is raised, imperishable, glory, power, and a spiritual body. Something that is perishable is something that has a limited shelf life and will rot and degrade over time. An example of this is milk. It will spoil, rot, and become inedible in a matter of a few weeks. The longer the time, the greater the corruption. It's just like our present bodies that break down. But the new body is imperishable, which means that it will not break down or rot. It's compared to canned goods. They have a very long shelf life. If you open a crayon of green beans after it's been on the shelf for about a year, you probably would not notice any degradation compared to drinking from a milk jar after one year. Yuck. So then, our body that we have now that will be buried is going to be radically different than our body that will come out of the ground through the resurrection. It says even clearer a few verses later in verses 51 through 53. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. 
The word mortal means going to die. We find the root word mort in all kinds of death words, such as mortification, rigor mortis, mortuary. Immortal means not dying. So according to these scriptures, the quality of body that we will have will live forever. It will not die. By virtue of our body, there will be no need to be refreshed or whatever. There will be no aging nor any breaking down that would cause any of those things. So then, according to this, as Revelation 21.4 says, death shall be no more, won't be because we have access to the tree of life, but simply because we will have new immortal bodies. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54 through 55 says, When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass that which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? So there will come a day when death will be totally removed from us and there will be no worry or concern about it. And before I move on to another idea, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's, let's consider this idea of our immortality and the blessed hope that this brings us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. For we know that if the tent, that is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groaned, being burdened, not that we'd be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has paired us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Now, I want to say a couple of things before we move on to the next idea from this as we talk about our immortal bodies. We will not be disembodied spirits for all of eternity. Now, it's interesting because in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says we will have a spiritual body. We're not going to have a terrestrial body. We will have a spiritual body, which which means it's going to be altogether different. But still, we're going to have a body, and that body's going to be changed from the body that we have now. And it was so it is something that we will have for all of eternity. We will not be a spirit that's floating around. We will have a certain type of body. Not sure what that will be, but we do know that it will be eternal and without breaking down. The second thing I want to point out here is this, that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. He's the deposit of these things which is to come. What I'd like to think of this as is the Holy Spirit is kind of like a taste. He's, if you ever want to know what heaven's like, just spend time in the Word and in prayer and in worship of God, and you get a sense of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, and you get a small taste of that which is to come. Not only that, but also the Holy Spirit within our hearts is the guarantee of that which is to come. His Spirit speaks to our spirit. We're God's children. He's the one that gives us the assurance of these promises that are to come. Okay, that's kind of neat when we talk about immortality. We will live forever because of what Christ has done for us. And that is a wonderful hope and a wonderful blessing to think about. So this brings us to a question though, as we as we end this broadcast, what is the tree of life for? If the tree of life isn't necessary in order for me to live eternally, what will it be for? Now we'll have a couple of ideas to consider next time. The 
Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, check us out on our website, tbccanton.com. That's tbccanton.com. We have video messages there, and you can also use our email tab on there. Till next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.